This is the Forex Q&A Podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading-related question that is on your mind, here's what you do. You go to nononsenseforex.com on the YouTubes, and you search for that topic within the channel. Because chances are I've already talked about it. But if that doesn't work, you go to the No Nonsense Forex Discord forum. Link will be provided below in the description and in the show notes. And hopefully one of the people there will be able to answer your question instead. So another programming note. Um, hopefully this will be in the last one because, uh, as you guys know, I like to follow a pretty rigid schedule. But as some of you guys also know, I am trying to put together the prop firm video. And it is really difficult to do, especially when you are normally on an airplane or just off the grid in general. So here's what's going to happen. Um, for the first time, I think, ever, we will not have an episode of the Forex Q&A podcast next week. We will also probably not have a trading video on Thursday. It may get bumped to Friday or Saturday. I just don't know how long it's going to take me to get it done. The bad thing about videos like this and about the broker videos is I am somewhat dependent on other people to actually finish the video accurately. And as you guys remember from the broker videos, sometimes as hard as you try, it doesn't always come out 100% accurate. But stay tuned for that video this coming week. I just don't know about the day, so make sure you are subscribed to No Nonsense Forex on YouTube and make sure you hit the bell and you will know right when it comes out. Uh, whichever day or time that ends up being. It is the Forex Q&A podcast, and episode 61's question is from like 25 people. And I don't really like going back to back to back with trading psychology podcasts. I'm not sure what you would call last week's podcast, but it's kind of in that same vein in trading psychology. But the thing is, with this prop trading video coming out, whether you choose one of the firms that I recommend or you choose a different firm, Many of you feel like you are ready right now. Some of you are ready. Some of you are not. And I can tell you this, as ready as you think you are, when you finally do get funded for the first time by another firm using their money, it is a psychological hit that you are not going to be prepared for. So while I can, I'm going to get you as close as humanly possible to make this transition as smooth as humanly possible, because you're going to feel it. And so without bearing the lead, the question is, have you ever read Trading the Zone by Mark Douglas? Short answer, not really. I've glanced over it, but never read it in the past because I was always told it was a stock trading book. And it's really not. So I downloaded it on the Amazon Kindle app and gave it a read this week. And every time I found something I wanted to talk about with you guys, I highlighted it. And then I had to go back and eliminate a lot of the highlighted parts because there were a lot of them. And unfortunately, there are just things I need to cut out to make a nice, short episode of a podcast. This happened last week. Now, last week's podcast could have easily gone 30 minutes, but some things did get cut for time. So, that being said, we need to jump into this. So, uh, the late Mark Douglas wrote probably the most important book on trading psychology ever when he wrote Trading the Zone. Now, let me kind of work backwards here. Do I think, if you haven't read the book already, do I think you should go read it right now? As much as I really enjoyed the book, I'm going to say no. There's just too much in it. What's in it is excellent, but when it comes to your 
trading psychology. And those encounters where it is going to have to come into play. The less you have to remember at this stage of your trading career, and I'm speaking for those who are either brand new or maybe two or three years in, which is probably the vast majority of people listening right now, the less you have to remember, the better. And this book gets really, really deep. So whenever you find yourself at a crossroads or you feel emotions are starting to get in the way, just consult my trading psychology playlist because that's easy. You can find the video that applies to you, click it, and hopefully it will help solve whatever problem you're facing. Then when the time comes to where you really don't need that playlist anymore and you want to take this a little deeper, then it's probably time for the book. So this is just my opinion. However, there were some passages in that book that we just cannot ignore and I think are really important to talk about right before you guys start embarking on your prop trading careers. So we're already five minutes into the podcast. Let's get right to it. So right in the preface, it says, and maybe two pages in, those traders who have confidence in their own trades who trust themselves to do what needs to be done without hesitation are the ones who become successful. They no longer fear the erratic behavior of the market. They learn to focus on the information that helps them spot opportunities to make a profit rather than focusing on the information that reinforces their fears. So I was only about two pages in and I'm like, I like this book already. And he articulates it in a different way than I do. And a lot of times I think he does a better job. So what this paragraph means is just simply if a trade is there, take it. Trade your system, trade it every time, do nothing else. Then this next part is not really a takeaway so much, but I thank him for this because when people ask me how I trade, you know, like what do I base my decisions on? Usually these are people who don't trade Forex. They're just curious. I just tell them, I say, I look at my charts and they tell me what to do. And this is always met with a very confused look. And then a lot of my friends who do trade are mostly stock traders. And so when I talk about technical analysis at all, it all just gets dismissed right away. But in the future, if you find yourself needing to explain to somebody how you trade, and you don't want to sound dumb like me, oh, I just look at my charts, you can paraphrase this right here. Mark Douglas says, in other words, individuals develop behavior patterns and a group of individuals interacting with one another on a consistent basis form collective behavior patterns. These behavior patterns are observable and quantifiable, and they repeat themselves with statistical reliability. Technical analysis is a method that organizes this collective behavior into identifiable patterns that can give a clear indication of when there's a greater probability of one thing happening over another. In a sense, technical analysis allows you to get into the mind of the market to anticipate what's likely to happen next based on the kind of patterns the market generated at some previous moment. All right, now that's a lot, but you can take pieces out of that, put them together, and make a perfectly good explanation as to what technical analysis actually is. These behavior patterns repeat themselves more often than they don't, And we here at No Nonsense Forex are looking for the indicators that pick up on these patterns the best. End of story. And then right after that, he kind of takes a shot at fundamental analysis by saying, on the other hand, fundamental analysis creates what I call a reality gap between what should be and what is. 
The reality gap makes it extremely difficult to make anything but very long-term predictions that can be difficult to exploit, even if they are correct. So perfectly said. This is why I always say, too, Forex fundamental analysis is for Forex investors, for people who are trading very long-term. Fundamental analysis is extremely hard to trade with because in the end, it is up to interpretation and not your interpretation. So this is just chapter one, and Mark Douglas is already killing it. Um, now, there started to be a lot more uh, gaps in between highlighted areas, but the next one, he says, the threat of pain generates fear, and fear is a source of 95% of the errors you are likely to make. Now, at first, I didn't really believe this, then I thought about it. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess you could interpret it this way. Absolutely. Because not just the fear of missing out, uh, because FOMO trades kill you in the end. And not just fear of not taking a trade and having it become a great trade, which I always say, in my opinion, is way worse than actually losing. But the fear of losing too much and not being able to get it back and what that does to a trader and what that makes a trader do. A big fear that I faced with the prop firm my first year is like, man, what are they thinking on the other end? Are they happy with my performance? Because I struggled out of the gate because I took that big psychology hit. I just couldn't handle it. So these fears were starting to compound. So looking back on it, yeah, I think fear really does play a huge part. And how do we get rid of fear and every other emotion? Three rules. Trade your system. Stay the fuck out of the way. Repeat. The next piece says, accepting the risk means accepting the consequences of your trades without emotional discomfort or fear. So once you have put the trade in and set your levels, then que sera, sera. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You have no control over it. So just let the trade do what it was supposed to do. If it was supposed to lose, let it lose. You have back-tested and forward-tested your system to know that it comes out ahead long-term. When you were back testing, you were not sweating the results, and they came out really good. And then when you were forward testing, if you did this part correctly, you should have learned over time that even though you're trading with fake money, to learn not to sweat the results, to let the trades do what they do. Now, when you're trading with another firm's money, and this trade is losing, and it's losing fast, you're going to want to bail. If the trade starts going your way, and it's about 10 pips away from your first take profit, and it starts stagnating and dropping a little bit, you're going to want to take profit right there. These are all really bad ideas long-term. And how we make sure these mistakes don't happen is by doing what I told you to do a long time ago. Trade one time a day, and then do not look at your charts until that same time the very next trading day. Now, almost none of you out there want to actually do this, but I'm telling you, traders, it's the only way. Then on to chapter five, talking about perception, he says, professionals don't perceive anything about the markets as painful. Therefore, no threat exists for them. If there's no threat, there's nothing to defend against. As a result, there isn't any reason for their conscious or subconscious defense mechanisms to kick in. That's why professionals can see and do things that mystify everyone else. So this just reinforces what I said before. Professional traders nowadays are about as close to emotionless as you can possibly get. This is why algorithmic trading has gotten so popular. Want to make sure there's no emotion involved? Automate it. 
But as we've talked about before, I'm a big fan of discretionary trading over EAs, over Forex robots. So if you can be a discretionary trader who acts like a robot, you have the best of both worlds. The next thing I have highlighted is the one of the things I actually disagreed with. I didn't disagree with much, but I did disagree with this. He says the second reason, I don't know what the first was, is that you don't have to travel anywhere to trade. All you need is access to a phone. So not in this system. Um, you need more than a phone to trade the no-nonsense Forex way. And this has been a heartbreaking thing to tell people that I know don't have the means to get a laptop or a tablet. But if you're going to trade this way and trade effectively, you need more than a phone. And for those of you who do have phones, you should not have anything Forex related on it. For the reasons we talked about before. If you really want to be emotionless, you can't be looking at Forex things throughout the day. That includes price quotes, that includes your charts, that includes all of it. Take all that crap off your phone now and never put it back on. Next highlighted piece. Talking about casinos, here we go. What casino owners, experienced gamblers, and the best traders understand that the typical trader finds difficult to grasp is this. Events that have probable outcomes can produce consistent results. If you can get the odds in your favor and there's a large enough sample size, the best traders treat trading like a numbers game, similar to the way in which casinos and professional gamblers approach gambling. This is great. So why do casino owners spend billions of dollars on casinos? Because they know they're going to get their money back and then some. The numbers are in their favor all the time. You can mimic this strategy by doing exactly what we said before. Backtesting and forward testing are ways to know if your system actually works or if it doesn't. And if you have one that does, with a large sample size, there is no reason for you to sit there and do nothing with it. Let that thing do what it was born to do. Next piece. We have to be careful about what we project out into the future because nothing else has the potential to create more unhappiness and emotional misery than an unfulfilled expectation. I believe I just talked about this last week. Your system that you back-tested and forward-tested to get 18% year after year might not get 18% this year. And if it doesn't, fine. This is your first time actually trading it for real, so I would actually expect it not to achieve the numbers you got when you were trading demo money. But that's going to be one year of experience now that you have had actually trading it. You probably made a bunch of mistakes this year regardless that you're not going to make anymore. So the right move is to stay the course. Let the results happen organically. Don't have goals. Prop firms might set goals for you, which we're going to talk about in the video, but you cannot let that affect the way you trade. If you have tested out a system that is capable of hitting those goals, you have to let it play out the same way it played out when you back-tested and forward-tested. You cannot start making changes halfway in just because you have these monthly or yearly targets you're trying to hit. Traders, does this make sense? We talked in episode 59 about desperation and how it absolutely takes a trader down every time. If you are falling short of these goals, as unpopular as this is to say, you're just going to have to fall short. Because if you let that desperation sink in, you are only going to make the situation worse. Now, this is a hard sell for somebody who is bought into a prop firm 
and is going to lose their job because they are not hitting their goals. I guess if it's a matter of that, I mean, it's unfortunate that you got yourself into this situation. That's kind of your fault for not vetting these firms the way you should. But, you know, if you're 4% behind with a month to go and it's a matter of you keeping your job or losing your job, well then, all right, go for it. You know, what are the chances you have? Uh, But do whatever you can to not get yourself in these situations because there is no way to keep desperation out of the equation if you're constantly having these profit targets that you're trying to hit. Then the next highlighted part is not really something I'm even going to talk about. For those of you who have the book, um, chapter 9, The Nature of Beliefs, there's a part in there about the phrase, life is wonderful. If you have the book, go read that paragraph. It has nothing to do with the podcast, Uh, but it was something that hit me. And these days, very few things I read have any kind of effect on me at all. But that paragraph did. But the last thing I wanted to talk about um, was chapter 11, Thinking Like a Trader. So he breaks this whole thing up into three parts. And this is what I was talking about earlier. I think the first part, what Mark Douglas calls the mechanical stage, is really the only part most of you traders out there right now should be paying attention to. And those are really the parts I focus on on my channel. A lot of other things he talks about, as good as they are, are a lot deeper, a lot more, I don't know how to say it, like more holistic, but it's way too much to throw on a newer trader. But I wanted to scrape the pieces I could to give all of you out there who are embarking on a possible career in Forex trading a few last little things to remember. For those of you who do want to buy the book, I'll put a link down below. Uh, It is not an affiliate link. But for those of you who think you are ready to turn pro, I don't think I'll get the chance to say this in the video, but I wish you all the absolute best. I will be honest. I think most of you are trying to do this too early. This is just a guess, but an educated guess, I think. But if you make it on, I'm going to be super happy and proud of what you've done. If you don't make it, who cares? There are lots of firms and lots of people out there who will give you their money. It's just a matter of going out and finding them. No matter what, most of you are very early in your trading careers, and you must understand that. It's better to make these firms when you're actually ready as opposed to making them when you're not because there is always a money and a time investment involved. And sometimes somebody else saying to you, hey, I just don't think you're ready yet, is one of the best things that can ever happen to you. But either way, traders, the date is near. Whatever that date is, I don't know, but I will try to have something out for you this week. I said August, and I'm going to stick to it. If for some reason I'm falling behind, I'll make sure to keep you updated on Twitter. Make sure you follow me there. The link is always down at the bottom. And traders, no matter where you are in your trading career, locking down your Forex trading psychology is a gigantic step and not an optional one. You don't get a choice. You must get this part right. Do whatever you have to do and go get it.